Have you registered for Accelerate 2018? This year, the Virginia Realtors Annual Convention is being held September 25th through the 27th at the brand new destination hotel, The Main, in Norfolk, Virginia. Accelerate 2018 will feature CNBC analyst and market scoreboard reporter Ron Insana, as well as famed negotiation expert Chris Boss, and panel discussions on topics relevant to your business success. Registration opens May 1st. Visit www.virginiarealtors.org backslash events to register for Virginia Realtors' biggest event of the year. Don't miss this chance to accelerate your business. Please listen carefully. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues the realtors face. I'm Austin Dunn. And I'm Laura Farley. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Well, happy Independence Day, Laura. Same to you. Another July, which always means another standard form update. Yeah, and you know, since our country declared its independence using a legal document, we're going to talk about contracts. That's perfect. All right. So just as a reminder, we try to release forms only on January 1st and July 1st of every year. There are going to be a couple of exceptions. There's one in the time that I've been with Virginia Realtors. If there's a major court case or changes to the regulations, then we're going to make those changes immediately. Otherwise, we try to hold them for July 1 and January 1. Right. And in advance of each release date, you'll be able to find a summary of the changes along with red light versions of each form being changed on our website at virginiarealtors.org at the top of the standard form section. Now, rest assured that we've kept the forms as short as possible. So if a form looks like it's just got the signature lines on a new page, that's probably due to the red line formatting and not actual updates. Right. And that, that reminder was just so that I don't get angry emails saying, why is this form longer? I don't like you when you're angry. Uh, yes. So two more reminders before we get started talking about this particular update. The first is that the standard form subcommittee of the risk management committee has said that they're going to try and review every form at least once every five years, even if there aren't any changes. This way, you know that the forms are current not only with the law, but also with industry practice. So to help facilitate this, you'll start to see two dates on the bottom of each form. There will be a uh, revision date when the form was last revised and a review date when the form was last looked at. This way, you'll know if a form has been looked at but not revised. Secondly, if you have any suggestions for the Virginia Realtors Standard Form Subcommittee, you can send those to forms at virginiarealtors.org for their consideration. Now let's go ahead and start talking about this update, Austin. All right. We have five new forms and 14 forms that are being updated in some form or fashion. In this podcast, we're going to go ahead and cover some of the highlights. And if you want to read all of the changes and see the actual redline versions, just go check out the website. All right. So let's start by talking about the new forms. All of these new forms came as requests submitted by members through the email address mentioned earlier. So the first two forms that I want to talk about are forms 330 and 335, which are reasonable accommodation and reasonable modification requests. These forms were added as a way to try and help facilitate the interactive process when you're dealing with somebody who's requesting a reasonable accommodation or a reasonable modification. A request for a reasonable accommodation is a change, exception, or adjustment to a rule, policy, practice, or service that may be necessary for a person with a disability to have an equal opportunity to use and enjoy the dwelling. Okay, now people do get these mixed up sometimes. So Mm -hmm. on the other hand, a reasonable modification is a structural change made to existing premises occupied or to be occupied by a person with a disability in order to afford such person full enjoyment of the premises. Now, landlords get a lot of emails involving these types of requests. So 
as we all know, this will usually lead to long email chains that can often consume the landlord's time. Right. So we created these forms to try and help provide an exchange of information that both parties can have the details they need in one place. Hopefully, this will enable both sides to streamline the process. Additionally, there's a portion of the form where the landlord can indicate whether the request has been approved or denied or any conditions. So this form isn't likely going to change anything you're doing. It's just going to provide a new way of doing it. All right. The next form is Form 415, which is the one-time showing agreement. Now, this form uh, will be for use with for sale by owners. In the absence of an MLS agreement, this form will allow a buyer's agent to be compensated for a specific property. Mm -hmm. While the form makes clear that it is not a listing agreement, it will provide a buyer agent the, assur the assurance that he or she needs um, to know that they will be paid by the seller for their services. Right, and that way the buyer doesn't have to pay them. Exactly. The next new form is Form 600B, and that's an EMD acknowledgement form. It's a one-page form for use in sales transactions in place of sending a copy of the EMD check, which contains sensitive data, and we've talked about that before. So this is an optional form, it's not required, and it can be signed by a third-party holder, such as a settlement agent, and basically all it does is acknowledges that the escrow has been received. Okay. However, the form doesn't make any indication about whether the check has been deposited or cleared. And that was something that the standard form subcommittee did consider and then decided that the goal here was just to provide something that could be used to confirm that the money had been received. And then you, we all know that the escrow agent is going to be bound by legal or ethical obligations to deposit that check. Okay. And we actually only have one more new form for this July, and that's going to be form 600C, our multiple offer disclosure form. And what this form will do is basically notify the buyer that the seller is only interested in their highest and final offer. So the idea is that if a seller is getting a lot of offers on a particular property, they might not be interested in lengthy negotiations with each individual party. So therefore, what this form will do is withdraw any previous counteroffers and it will request a final offer by a certain time and a certain date. So highest and best. Exactly. And the seller, who obviously is going to have the sole right to determine which they will choose, will just pick from there. And that's it for the new forms. But we also want to briefly hit on some of the highlights from our forms that are just being updated. Right. And the first one of those that I want to talk about is the standard clause booklet. There are two changes. And the first one is that there's now three different optional appraisal contingency language. And let me tell you, we have been getting a lot of requests for appraisal contingency <laughs> language. So not only did we give you one, we gave you three to look at. All right. The language was also then added to the miscellaneous provisions regarding sellers removing personal property. So this provision now requires that all personal property not being conveyed through the contract and all trash be removed prior to the pre-settlement walkthrough, if this language is used. And if the personal property and trash is not removed, then the buyer can delay settlement until he or she is able to confirm that all of the terms of the contract have been met. So sometimes it's hard to do that inspection if there's still a bunch of stuff there. You can't confirm that the home inspection items were done, things like that. Okay. Form 200 was also amended. Um, it was amended to, this is our residential lease, it, it was amended to reflect the recent changes to the law. So uh, among these amendments were some technical changes. We have changed smoke detectors to smoke alarms. That's a big one. That's a big one. Um, updates were also made to the access paragraph, which is paragraph 9, as some tenants were insisting that the property manager um, has to be with any potential tenant agent. Um, so therefore, we've clarified this form to state now that the landlord is not the only person that is allowed to show property. Or the property manager. that Any licensed agent can show it. This form also now indicates that reasonable care is required for animal damage. And this will apply to um, whether the animal is a pet or a service animal as well. Right. 
The next form is the SCRA waiver, the Service Member Civil Relief Act waiver, which is Form 280. Um, we updated this waiver in light of some new best practices. A service member may terminate upon receiving a change of order more than 35 miles from the dwelling unit or upon termination of service. Additionally, the tenant acknowledges that at the time they sign the waiver, they acknowledge that they don't have any orders to depart 35 miles or more. So we were hearing that there were tenants who were coming into Virginia for maybe training, and they already had orders that were going to send them somewhere else three, six, nine months later, but they could get a better deal on a lease if they signed a 12-month lease. Okay. So now it basically says, if I already have orders to leave less than a year from now, or less than the term of the lease, I waive my right to terminate because of those orders. Now, this would apply if the service member was terminated from his, his or her position as well, right? That's correct. Okay. There's, okay. there's language in there now dealing with what happens when somebody retires or it's called separation, when somebody separates from the military. Okay. Our next form is 600D. That's going to be our home inspection contingency addendum. This was updated to include language for an inspection-only contingency or one with no repairs. So the language for this form was pulled directly from the standard clause booklet, so it may look familiar. And what it does is provides check boxes for different kinds of inspections. If you don't check either one of these boxes, it will default back to that standard option. Please, please, please always check. Don't leave things blank, but we built in just in case somebody overlooks it. All right. So let's talk about just a few other forms we're going to cover very quickly. First one is the tenant consent form, which is form 240. It was changed with uh, changes in the law, and it added one more item that allows you to report to a federal census worker without worrying about being subject to fair housing issues. Next one on our list is Form 250. That's the roommate addendum. We added additional signature lines here in order to avoid the need for multiple documents. So now this same form can be used if you wanted to add or remove tenants simultaneously. Super complicated change there. <laughs> very, very complicated. The next form is Form 270, the termination of lease. The second page, which is Form 270B, states that the, it used to state that the form had to be returned blank days before the renewal date. That was a misstatement. And so we just clarified to make sure that it was clear that the tenant had to return either 270A or 270B by a, a date certain. Last but not least, our counteroffer form. This one was updated to clarify that both the contract and the counteroffer form need to be signed to have a valid binding contract. We've um, over time heard reports from members that it's unclear whether the contract and the counteroffer form needed to be signed or whether signing the counteroffer form was good enough. So now both documents should be signed and the language seeks to clarify that. Right. We're, we're hoping to cut down on some of our hotline calls related <laughs> to that. So let's talk about a couple ways to limit your risk. This is a segment we try and do in most of our podcasts. The first one is that remember that we didn't talk about every form update today. So you, if you want to see an exhaustive list, Go to our website and check that out. That's right. There are a couple other ways that you can limit your risk. Really, the biggest one is going to be by using um, the standardized forms released by Virginia Realtors or your local association or MLS. Right. You also want to make sure that you're familiar with the forms. And one way to do that is to be aware of what's changing so you know what's going on. Additionally, if you're listening now, you're already doing this, but review the changes to the forms before using them to make sure that you know about any differences that may change how the form works. Thank you for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four member section.
Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Thank you. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is a general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2018. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license.